Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Today's show is a best of show. We're going to repeat interviews with some of our favorite guests and some of your favorite guests. As always, the topic is all travel all the time. Hi, I'm Rudy Maxa, host of Rudy Maxa's World. You should first know that this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Travel Guard. And here's an offer you'll want to take advantage of. Reader's Digest, the name you know and trust for reliable expert advice, and Travel Guard, the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance services plans, have joined together to offer you this free Smart Spenders Travel Guide that'll tell you how you can afford a vacation this year, even on a tight budget, how to save at hotels, restaurants, and resorts, and what to do to avoid making expensive travel mistakes, plus over 110 more money-saving tips, ideas, and much more. You can act today and get this free copy of this guide by going to TravelGuard.com. That's TravelGuard.com. I want to start today's show by telling you about an interesting legal case that just be- just has begun to develop in a Chicago court. You may recall that in late May, an Airbus A319 flying from London to Oslo had to turn around and make an emergency landing in London after an engine caught fire. Turns out the cowl doors flew off the engine within minutes of the British Airways flight's takeoff, and then one of the engines caught fire. Some passengers actually flamed the, uh, excuse me, filmed the flames through their windows as the plane descended over central London. Now 10 of the 75 passengers aboard that flight have sued Airbus, the plane's manufacturer, as well as the manufacturer of the engines, claiming severe psychological trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, and a fear of flying, as well as lost earnings, medical bills, and a general, quote, loss of enjoyment of life, unquote. Which brings up the question of lawsuits and the Asiana crash landing at, that crash landing at San Francisco's airport three weeks ago. Now, interestingly, federal law forbids lawyers from soliciting clients for 45 days after an airplane crash. That's due to a law enacted in 1996 in reaction to public anger over lawyers falling all over themselves trying to sign up clients following that value jet crash in the Florida Everglades that some of us may remember, as well as that crash of TWA Flight 800 off the coast of New York. My guest, Mike Danko, is a a specialist in aviation law at the Danko Meredith Law Firm located in Redwood Shores, California. The firm represents plaintiffs injured due to negligence or wrongful conduct of others. Mr. Danko has been retained by two passengers on that Asiana flight, and I asked him to join me to discuss how the nationality of pilots will affect eventual settlements. Mike, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having me. Well, I gather there are some international agreements regarding the nationality of passengers and where they have a right to sue in the event of something going horribly wrong, as it clearly did in this case. Uh, that's right. If you're on an international flight, your right to sue the airline in the event of an accident is governed entirely by an international treaty called the Montreal Convention. And what does the Montreal Convention stipulate? Well, it, it's a few things. Um, one, it tells you that you can't sue the airline uh, for any injuries or death. In, For example, you can't sue in the United States unless you are either a U.S. resident or you bought tickets in the United States, or you were flying on a ticket whose final destination was the United States. And that's a real problem for the Asian tourists, because if you're on a round-trip ticket, your final destination is considered to be your point of origin. So it's going to be very difficult under the Montreal Convention for uh, anyone who is a tourist from China or from Korea to sue Asiana here in the U.S., 
Can they sue them in their home countries? They can sue them in their home in their home country. The problem is that that's it's not even worth bringing those suits uh, quite often, uh, because in the U.S. Uh, people are compensated, of course, for things like pain and suffering, and in some cases emotional distress, uh, or for the loss of a loved one. Uh, and in foreign countries, a lot of times they're not really compensated at all. So, for example, to be specific, if you've lost a child in the U.S., just about everyone would agree, or any court would agree that the reasonable compensation for that sort of thing runs in the millions of dollars. And in China, that runs between maybe $10,000 and $20,000. Oh, so that's an enormous it, spread, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's a I difference, mean, difference in the legal system. It's pretty dramatic. So in a case like this, as far as the lawyers go, it's all about figuring out a way to bring the case in the United States. Doesn't uh, the Montreal Convention have some minimum for loss of life? For everything? No, what, what it does is the Montreal Convention, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. It says, um, you know, in our system here in the U.S., basically in order to hold someone liable, you have to prove they did something wrong. And the Montreal Convention says, no, you don't have to do that. If you were injured in an accident, even if the airline did nothing wrong, they still must compensate you. Uh, and they must compensate you for your personal injury. They must compensate your family for death. They must compensate you for your medical expenses and so forth. Uh, so it's, it's set out, but they leave it to the home country, the country in which the suit is brought, to determine what that compensation should be. What happens, well, flip the other side, if I, as an American, if I was flying into China, and something happened, uh, you know, crash landed in the, in the Beijing airport, and I had a one-way ticket into Beijing, would I be governed by Chinese law or American law? Under certain circumstances, it would depend, again, on where you bought your ticket. So if you could hmm. buy a ticket on that Chinese airline in the United States, then you could sue that airline here. But if you ended up buying your ticket in China, uh, you would have to sue in China. Nice. So uh, there's, there's, a, there's a number of different factors. The Montreal Convention spells it out. There's about five or six different factors. But typically, a U.S. traveler traveling abroad may be in for a rude surprise because you're, you're on a, a perhaps a sketchy airline, and uh, if you're injured, you're stuck with that legal system, or you could be. Now, now the Montreal Convention, I, I understand, applies to airlines. But what if you sue the manufacturer of the aircraft or one of a, a component that might have gone wrong? Is, is that, does, does a Chinese or Korean citizen have a little more running room there? Absolutely, Rudy. If you, you can sue in the United States, even if you are a Korean citizen, you can sue in the United States anyone other than the airline, because oh, the Montreal see. Convention only applies to, to airlines. So you could sue Boeing, or, uh, for example, you could sue uh, San Francisco in the case of the, of the family whose, whose little girl was uh, hit by an emergency vehicle. So they could sue the uh, San Francisco airport or the city of San Francisco or whoever was operating the emergency vehicle, that, uh, the company, that sort of thing? Correct. Uh, this is going to and, – and these things uh, – we're going to be talking about this a year from now, aren't we, probably, legally? Well, you know, what happens in cases like this, and you mentioned it at the outset, that the um, that attorneys can't con – uh, can't contact victims for 45 days. And so what happens is the airline uses that 45 days to settle as many cases as they possibly can. Mm. And typically these people settle their cases without really getting good legal advice. So we'll know more in 60 or 90 days, but it may be that many of these cases have been resolved without the, without the help of attorneys uh, and not really to the, uh, to the benefit of the, of the, of the passengers. Mike Danko is a specialist in aviation law at a firm called Danko Meredith in Northern California. 
We're going to bring him back during the news segment. That's the first segment of the next hour and chat a bit longer and uh, uh, about some other aspects of this case. I find it just uh, fascinating. We're just obviously at the very, very beginning of legal considerations in this case. Mike, uh, stick around. We'll talk to you in about an hour. Is that okay with you? I'll look forward to it. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. I'm Rudy Maxa. We'll be back after these messages. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Planning to explore America this summer? Get more value on the road when you stay at America's Best Value Inn along the way. With over 1,000 hotels in North America, we've got you covered with free internet, continental breakfast, and instant rewards at most locations. Enter for a chance to win America the Beautiful Park Passes by liking our Facebook page. Visit America's Best ValueIn.com to book your stay and save more of your money on the road this summer. Musicians, they stop hyperventilation, protect school books. You carry your lunch in them. Yeah, brown bags are good. At Guitar Center, brown bags are great. Now through Monday, it's Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. 10% off all the accessories you can cram into one of our special brown bags. From sticks to strings, heads to headphones, software to handheld recorders. If it fits in the bag, it's 10% off. Now through Monday, the more you bag, the more you save. During Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. Look, you're the new kid, and manufacturing is serious stuff. You got hydraulics, mechanical, electrical, gears, motors, lubricants, a lot of moving parts. My job is to keep it all happy. Your job is to keep me happy. What is the key to my, and thus your happiness? Don't answer that, kid. Answer is Granger. They got everything you need to keep this place humming. Granger. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour. I'm Rudy Maxa. Ann Bannis is the executive editor of TravelSmarter.com. And I recently caught a piece she wrote, and it was uh, reprinted in the Huffington Post, or certainly uh, appeared there when I saw it. And it talked about the myths of traveling abroad, what makes you get sick, and what doesn't. And uh, we reached Ann in Paris, I think, on your cell phone. Are you there, Ann? Hello. Hello, Ann. Hey, how's everything in Paris? Hello. Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. here. Little, little oh. gloomy today, but it's still, still a great time. But hey, you're in Paris, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start with the thing that everybody worries about everywhere they go. Can I drink the water? How do you know if you can drink the water? And are, are a lot of us, particularly maybe baby boomers like I am, stuck in this sort of, sort of thing that you can't drink the water anywhere but in your hometown? <laughs> 
Well, that's not necessarily true, but you do have to be careful because, you know, if water is contaminated with bacteria, that is one of the main ways that travelers do get sick on vacation. So you want to do a little research, you know, especially if you're traveling to third world country, you know, that's where you're going to run into a lot of, you know, dangerous territory. Um, however, you know, it never hurts to be safe. You know, you might think you're going to a, a first world country, but maybe they have a different, uh, you know, type of bacteria that their residents are used to, but you're not. Just play it on the safe side. Get bottled water. Um, you know, it is true in some destinations they kind of recycle water and put the cast back on. So make sure you're getting it from a reliable source. You could check on other travelers' forums um, or just, you know, basically ask around and research your destination in advance. Well, a couple of things you mentioned. First of all, you, you suggest not even not even uh, brushing your teeth with water in a place where it might not be safe. But this was a new one to me. The, uh, the condensation on the outside of cans and bottles, maybe of soda or beer, might be contaminated. So you suggest wiping the cans clean, letting them dry before opening? Absolutely. That's always a good idea. I mean, you don't know where those bottles or cans have been sitting. Maybe they've been stacked. Maybe they've been in a storage area with creepy crawlies all over the place. Who knows? It always is a good idea to just wipe that clean um, and, you know, make sure that you're not taking any risks. And you say that pathogens are not killed by freezing, so that ice cubes are as dangerous as a glass of uh, water right out of the tap. Exactly, and this is a mistake that travelers make all the time. You know, say you're going somewhere like Mexico, you want to get a margarita. Well, those a lot of those drinks are made with ice. Ice may not be safe, so you're better off maybe getting a beer or something that's in, again, a bottle or a can just to be on the safe side. I am a huge fan of street food, particularly in countries like Thailand. I'm a little more careful in India, I will admit. Um, but <laughs> But you say the first thing you should look for if you're going to eat food that's prepared on the street and is wide open to the air um, are, are what? Flies. Be, yeah. be very careful of flies. Um, you know, if you are going to go looking for street food, look for any kinds of flies or bugs that might be crawling because, you know, those things, they, they deposit bacteria in multiple ways. Don't want to get into the details. It's, it's not so pleasant. But um, if there are a lot of flies around, chances are that there might be bacteria coming into that food. So maybe pass on that and instead go to a restaurant where they'll prepare the food for you right there. You know, I, I did think that cold killed pathogens, but you've clearly disabused me of that notion. Uh, am I right that, that cooked food is much safer than uncooked food? You are absolutely correct. Oh, thank, goodness. Also, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> I've also been training as a chef, so I know this from culinary school. You know, there's sort of this danger zone with food where it can't be between, say, a 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. That's your danger zone. If it's well below that, chances are it's okay. It's refrigeration. That's good. It slows down the growth of any pathogens. If it's above 140, it kills off any pathogens. If anything is in that zone in between, say something's been sitting out or it's out in the sun, that's where you have to be really careful. That's something I would pass on. So buffets might be, particularly in uh, warm climes where you might have a beachside buffet and the food's been the salad, the coleslaw, the potatoes, whatever has been out for two hours or even an hour, uh, might not be a great bet. Exactly. And if that food has been out in the sun, then it's even more dangerous because, you know, the sun just heats it up. It's not going to heat it up enough, but it's going to put it in a really bad place where that bacteria can um, rapidly multiply. One thing we talk about on this show, and when we when there's an outbreak of something, uh, we usually have a doctor on uh, who specializes in travel-borne diseases, and washing hands is always very basic, and you touch on that, but you expand a bit, and you 
you suggest if you're going to a restaurant to, to look for good signs of hygiene. I guess, uh, I mean, for example, is there soap in the bathroom? Um, are food handlers' uh, hands clean, and, and are they running their hands through their hair or wiping their noses or whatever? Uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, uh, this is a bigger problem than I think most people recognize. I don't think we normally look at look at a kitchen or look in a bathroom and think, "Oh, if this is dirty, maybe the kitchen's dirty." Yeah, that's very true. And, and you know, this is not something that's foolproof. Obviously, you go to some restaurants, you're not going to have access to the kitchen. You can't always tell what's going on behind the scenes. But you know, if, if you're in an open kitchen area, you see people preparing food. Just you know, take a peek, see what see what their habits are. Um, you know, a lot of uh, good establishments will have certifications on the wall or they'll have signs that, you know, ask employees to please wash their hands. doesn't mean that they do, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a you know, shows that it's a restaurant that is concerned about uh, food safety and hygiene more so than maybe a dive that doesn't have any of the things posted. I'm talking with, uh, my guest is uh, a, a, a journalist and she is um, executive editor of TravelSmarter.com. What is, uh, her name is, I'm sorry, is Ann Banas. Uh, I'm producing, I'm, I presume I'm pronouncing B-A-N-A-S, correct? Is that right, Ann? That's correct, but it's Smarter Travel. Just flip those two words. So, oh, not Smarter Travel Media. I'm sorry, that's your email address. So it's SmarterTravel.com yeah, is the website. Exactly. Okay. I don't know why I have Travel Smarter on my sheet here. That's my mistake. SmarterTravel.com. Um, all right. Tell me what I would learn on that website generally. I know we're talking about a specific thing you've written, but what gen what generally does SmarterTravel.com do as a website? Well, Smarter Travel is a consumer website, so we focus on issues that affect real travelers. We have a lot of tips and advice, how-tos, um, and also destination ideas. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for trip planning, and inspiration. All right, and you are the executive editor. Now, what about uh, fruits and vegetables? Give me the rundown and the basic rules on that, please. Well, fruit and, fruits and vegetables may sound safe, but, however, they might be washed with water that's unsanitary. So you really want to follow a simple rule, and, and Christine Sarkis, who actually wrote the article, I was the editor of it, so we, worked, we collaborated on this piece, but um, she has a nice line. It says, boil it, peel it, cook it or forget it. And I think that's a really uh, simple thing for people to remember when it comes to fruit. You don't want to eat it if it ha if it's not something that is either cooked or something that you can peel yourself. So even a lovely green salad in a fancy restaurant in a, you know, even in a, in a, in a maybe in a third world country, uh, approach with caution? Definitely. I mean, if you're traveling, obviously, you know, I'm in Paris, I'm eating all the produce here at, at nice restaurants and stuff. I mean, you know, you, you have to kind of... Um, you know, use common sense. You know, the, the restaurants are clean. It's a, you know, it's a great city. People don't typically have complaints at, you know, the, you know, European destinations. But if you're traveling somewhere like Mexico or other, um, you know, destinations maybe in Latin America that are, you know, may, maybe not so first world, that's when you have to be a little bit careful. All right. Now, are you brushing your teeth with water there in Paris, with the local water out of the tap water out of your hotel room? I am. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I I grew up in Europe in a time when you couldn't do that, and I think there's still a lot of people yeah. who still ask me, oh, I'm going to France, I'm going to Germany, I'm going to England. Can I brush my teeth? Can I drink the water? And I, I, I would say the answer is yes in Western Europe. Would you join me in that? Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've been to Paris and, and other destinations in Europe multiple times, and I've never had a problem, so I feel very comfortable. But, you know, some people, you know, it, Americans do tend to be very germaphobic, and, and I understand yes. I understand why, you know, a lot of people have had bad experiences. So you have to find your own comfort zone and, you know, when in doubt, 
err on the side of caution. It can never hurt. Have you ever gotten deathly ill while traveling abroad due to food or water? All right, I'm going to knock on wood and say never except from a Las Vegas buffet. A <laughs> Las Vegas buffet. <laughs> well, I have fallen air in both Mexico and Thailand and India, or all three, I should say. India was very bad. But having said that, I love India. I love Thailand. I love Mexico. So if I had read this article by Christine Sarkis, uh, uh, I might have been spared that. Let me just tease uh, a smartertravel.com. This is not that you can go and read this piece if... Uh, if uh, if it's piqued your interest, but you'll also find links at the bottom of it to seven foods you should eat before flying and uh, the ten germiest places you'll encounter while traveling. I don't want to spoil it. Go check it out at smartertravel.com. And Ann Sarkis is the, uh, excuse me, I called you Ann Sarkis. That's uh, uh, Christine's last name. <laughs> um, Ann Bannis is the executive editor of smartertravel.com, where you will find this article and others. Um, I think you better get both URLs. And hey, thanks for joining us from Paris. Uh, nice to have you on the show. We'll have you on again. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. I'm a little confused about that website. When we come back, Rick Steves is joining us. You watch his shows on public television. We're going to talk to him about his secret places of the heart. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Did you try the new app? Appetizers. Let's order something. I'm starving. No, the America's Best Value in iPhone app. Download it from the App Store and make reservations instantly at any of their 1,000 hotels in North America. Most locations have free continental breakfast and internet. Plus, sign up for the Value Club to get 15% off, room upgrade, and late checkout when available. The America's Best Value in mobile app can do all that? And more. Got it. Now, about those appetizers. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. You know, I've been doing this show for three and a half years, and I've been in remiss in not having my friend and uh, one of the most popular travel broadcasters and uh, guidebook writers in the world, certainly in the United States, Rick Steves on the show. And I'm delighted to have him now. We found him in a car driving across Ohio somewhere, but he's on nonetheless. And I asked, Rick is a guy who's got more than 100 shows on public television on the great destinations of the world. I was surprised. I thought I was the only guy who did that, but apparently Rick's got some too. He is wildly popular. He's been on 10 years longer than I have. And uh, his, his books are bestsellers, his guidebooks to Europe. Uh, he knows everything about you. This is a guy who can go anywhere in the world he wants. So I wanted Rick to come on and talk about his places of the heart. You know, we do this uh, standing department now and then where we talk to somebody about where they go to find peace or refuge on vacation. I thought a guy like Rick who travels all the time, where does he go besides maybe home? Rick, welcome to, welcome to the show. Where are you in Ohio? 
Hi, Rudy. Uh, oh, I'm on a freeway somewhere uh, near Dayton. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so I'm tell just, us, I'm what, what a, do you do? I'm a, Go ahead. I'm on a 12 city and 12 day road trip here, giving giving talks around the country about putting in your Oh my God, goodness! Okay, now where is where is where is your place of the heart or places of the heart? Where do you go to get away to recharge and uh, and renew yourself? Well, you know I'm pretty lucky. I love my work so much. I spend four months a year in Europe, and most of that time I'm uh, researching guidebooks or making our TV shows. You know it takes about six to thirty minutes TV show. That takes a lot of time, and um, I'm just lucky. I found uh, work that just gives me energy. So I, I, I go to Europe and I enjoy my work. I meet a lot of Americans who are just great travelers and getting out of their comfort zone and making lots of friends and learning lots of things and eating lots of good food. Uh, occasionally I get burned out. I just keep going too fast and then I kind of fry my brain and I need to do what I call uh, convalesce. And my two favorite <laughs> places to convalesce would be Lake Como, north of Milano in northern Italy. A little town called Verena. It's sort of a Luna de Mille country, they call it. Honeymoon country. Everybody there it seems to be on honeymoons or anniversaries and romantic getaways. And then when I'm in Germany or that area, I like to go to the Mosel River, a very sleepy little sister of the Rhine River. And I hang out in a little town called Beilstein. Can you spell the name of the town in uh, around Lake Como that you go to? Uh, Verena. V-A-R-E-N-N-A. Verena. It's just about a... 15-minute ferryboat ride from Bellagio, more of a resort town that a lot of Americans can recognize that and, name. And Bellagio, of course, is the name of that uh, faux Italian resort in Las Vegas. So, and how often? Uh, let, 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 I, I know you like Italy because I remember years ago, I was on holiday in in Portofino, and and uh, I was walking into town, and you were walking out of town, and you were on holiday as well, as I recall. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I was on holiday or, or filming one of our TV shows, but doesn't no, matter. No, you're on holiday because I asked you. I, I asked you if you're filming. You said right? no, we're just on holiday. And I just thought it was just first of all, it's sort of weird that we would. Yeah, I'm, that was a small world, but uh, we both love the Italian Riviera, so it's not uh, too surprising. Yeah, um, uh, that was so. So you go there, and how long might you stay when you're in what you call convalesce mode? Oh, two or three days just so I can recharge my battery and then get back out there. Normally, I'm researching my guidebooks, and these guidebooks, you know, we're the only people out there, I think, that have the old-fashioned approach of, uh, you know, doing our very best to physically visit every place in every book every year, and it's just, we wear out a lot of shoes doing that. And uh, when I'm working, uh, it really is like a kid in a candy store. There's just, uh, it's so much fun because I, I have the luxury of hiring local guides. So each day I get a, a local expert to show me around, and I get to pick their brain and they take me all sorts of beautiful places. And then each evening, I have the challenge of uh, checking out all the restaurants that I recommend in that town and also running down all the feedback and tips I get from my traveling uh, readers who say I should check out this restaurant or that restaurant. So during prime time in the evening when uh, the restaurants are full of people happily eating, I run around and visit each of these restaurants and sort of get a sense of how they are. And uh, at the end of the evening, my my. My, my very best sort of treat to myself is after three hours of running around checking out restaurants, just before they're closing, I go back to my favorite restaurant in the evening, sit down and ask the chef to bring me whatever he wants me to eat. And uh, I've had a good day of work and research. I've learned a lot about the restaurants. I've been looking at people eating beautiful food. And then I finally just sit down, and uh, that's a luxurious sort of wonderful way to cap the day for me. 
Now, I know you live in the Seattle area. Is there somewhere in the Pacific Northwest closer to home that you might retreat to for a weekend? Um, I've got a cabin up in the Cascade Mountains that I, I love to go to. And for me, that's solitude. It's just two hours uh, east of Seattle. And I get up there, and uh, I can stand out on the deck and hear the little uh, river down below me and uh, and uh, just uh, celebrate, you know, the, the beautiful Northwest. So that's where I like. Mm-hmm. Also, it's um, I pretty much grew up in the San Juan Islands, the gorgeous islands up there by the border of the United States and Canada. And that's lovely, too, if you live in the Northwest or if you're visiting. A beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Okay. Uh, the village of Varenna near Lake Como, the Moselle River, and then that cabin in the uh, uh, that's in the Pacific Northwest in the Cascade and if Mountains. The, if you want the address to my cabin, you can just go to <laughs> RudyMaxa.com. <laughs> and if you want to know more about Rick, and uh, you ought to if you haven't seen his television shows, and if you're going to Europe, pick up one of his guidebooks, uh, go to RickSteves.com. Steves is just Steve with an S on it. RickSteves.com. Hey, Rick, have a nice uh, uh, tour in my uh, home state of Ohio, and thank you for joining me all this right. weekend. Let's do it again. Well, Rudy, thanks for uh, uh, all that you do, and best wishes with your work. Thank you. RickSteves.com is the place to find out more about Rick. Do catch his shows on public television stations everywhere. Stick around. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at RudyMaxa.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Look, kid, never underestimate janitorial products. Paper towels, trash liners, toilet bowl cleaners, mops. These are the things that hold our civilization together. Janitorial products are the foundation of our fragile world. That's why I use Tough Guy products from Granger. They're effective and affordable. They're 20% off in July, so stock up. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash tough guy or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Promotion ends July 31st, 2013. Visit granger.com forward slash tough guy for details. Musicians, they stop hyperventilation, protect school books. You carry your lunch in them. Yeah, brown bags are good. At Guitar Center, brown bags are great. Now through Monday, it's Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. 10% off all the accessories you can cram into one of our special brown bags. From sticks to strings, heads to headphones, software to handheld recorders. If it fits in the bag, it's 10% off. Now through Monday, the more you bag, the more you save. During Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. Hey, neighbor, how was your trip? I bet you racked up the hotel points. Are you kidding? Waiting for hotel rewards is like watching grass grow in August. It takes forever. Who's that? Oh, our 
new neighbor, John. He joined America's Best Value Ins Value Club, and now he gets an instant 15% discount room upgrade at late checkout when available. Instant? Yep, he signed up at AmericasBestValueIn.com. Looks like the grass really is greener at America's Best Value Inn. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. By the way, if you call that toll-free 800 number, unless we're on the air, you will not, and many of our stations time shift our shows throughout the weekend, uh, you will get a voicemail. You hear my voice inviting you to leave your question. And if it's something that I think uh, a lot of listeners, in fact, in the next hour we're taking a listener question because I think we all might learn something from it. If it's something I think uh, our audience generally might learn, I might ask you to come on the air with me and talk about it. If it's something I can answer quickly, I'll be happy to do that. Let me know what time zone you live in, will you, won't you? I certainly don't want to wake you up at 6 in the morning on the West Coast if... Uh, if I'm calling you at 9 in the morning from the East Coast. Um, at any rate, so you can call, just leave a message, leave your name clearly, your number clearly, what the best time to call you is, and uh, I'll do my best. I do not plan trips. I do not find uh, well-priced airfares for folks. I am not a travel agent. I'm a travel uh, a journalist. So um, please keep that in mind when you leave. Anyway, the number is 800-387-2805. I'm sorry. Um, give a ring, or just go to RudyMaxa.com, and uh, I do a travel minute for many of our stations that runs Monday through Friday during, that airs Monday through Friday during uh, drive time. And we post the transcripts to those travel minutes every day at RudyMaxa.com. So if you miss them, you can listen to them. They're little bite-sized travel tips to help you travel. Might be anecdotal. Who knows? Um, I wanted to let you know that um, uh, I, I saw this. This was interesting because, you know, we talk, we talk a lot... Uh, we talk a lot about um, TripAdvisor and other sites that review hotels on this site. And recently, this week, saw a study that really shows how much you and I rely on TripAdvisor and sites like Oyster.com that, uh, that review hotels. 53% of travelers interviewed says that, say they won't make a reservation at a hotel that isn't reviewed. 78% say reviews make them feel more confident in their choices, and 95% of those who responded say they think reviews online are trustworthy. Uh, and guests trust review sites much more than they trust a hotel's own site or newspaper ads. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Um, now, you know, algorithms are constantly being tweaked to spot fake reviews. Uh, they look for suspicious sentence structures and repetitive words. Uh, but there's still the danger that a hotel could be tarred unfavorably by a competitor or praised too lavishly by a friend of the family. Um, I say use caution when you read those. And look as, at many, as, as many postings as you can and sort of note a trend. Uh, one estimate says that by next year, about 10% of consumer posts on hotel review sites will be fake ones. And that's, uh, that's not bad. 10% ain't bad at all. Um, I mentioned last week, and it's still ongoing, this 
uh, this move to perhaps by uh, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, they did a study and they, they want to determine the feasibility of collecting a fee from pedestrians and passenger vehicles that cross between the U.S. and Canada by land. Uh, that would have an enormous effect, I think, on Canadian tourism uh, and it would, I think it would also probably result in Canada deciding to do the same to the United States. Um, anyway, Uncle Sam wants to collect some extra revenues to help with the deficit, but whether this fee will focus on those entering and exiting the U.S. or both, how much it might cost has yet to be determined. Let's do a couple of deals of the week. I think we're having trouble reading, re reaching Karen Herps at the International Kitchen. Maybe we can get her for the next thing. Got some, uh, got some deals, uh, deal sounder there. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, have you ever been to Panama City Beach, Florida? It's a it's a resort uh, uh, down on the, on the Gulf in Panama City, and uh, they've got some specials coming up because they've got something called Beach Fest, and this is a, a weekend of May 31st through June 2nd. And you're going to save about 20% a night at a number of accommodations there. Um, it's uh, uh, I think you find uh, look I'll give you a couple sample prices. For example, at the uh, you can spend two nights in a one-bedroom villa and get two general admissions to Beach Fest for about 215 a night at the Edgewater Beach and Golf Resort. Um, but I would uh, I would head down to real.fun.beachfest and uh, check out what's going on down there. The Cunard Line, cruise ship lines lately have been offering quite a few deals. Uh, the Cunard Line is uh, recognizing military personnel and giving them up to $250 to spend on board on all published voyages aboard the Queen Mary 2, Queen Victoria, and Queen Elizabeth. And you can combine them with other onboard credits as well. How much uh, a military uh, um, uh, personnel receives is determined by the length of the uh, cruise. And uh, the Montreal Jazz Festival is coming up, and there are a bunch of tra travel packages for that as well. Uh, the festival is from June 28th to July 7th. It's always great, and Montreal is a terrific, terrific city to visit. It's a 10-day musical celebration, about 1,000 activities, and all kinds of people have special packages um, and, and hotels that are offering discounts along with tickets and so on. I would check out the Montreal Jazz Festival. Be sure to take a, a culinary tour of Montreal. Check things out. Take a walk around. It's a great walking city, and prices there are quite favorable for uh, Americans. We'll be right back in just a moment. I have some other news items for you. We'll see if we can raise uh, Karen Herbst to talk about the International uh, Kitchen. We'll get her on the phone. We'll have her with you. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here this weekend. Hope you're here at the same station, same time every weekend. If you would like to hear podcasts of this hour or any of uh, our past shows, they're available at RudyMaxa.com. And five days a week, I also do a travel minute for many of our stations. It runs during morning drive time, Monday through Friday. You can find transcripts and links to some of the uh, places or websites I mentioned on the air also under travel minute at RudyMaxa.com. Mark Orwall is the international... 
editor of Travel and Leisure magazine, and he recently took a look, or his magazine staff did as well, as on how to save money while shopping for a hotel. And I thought he'd have him on during the deals segment and chat a little about that. Mark, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on for the first time. Thank you, Rudy. It's very nice to be with you and with uh, all your listeners. And I know this is an important topic because hotel prices, along with the economy, have been, uh, well, along with the economy getting stronger, hotel prices have been going up. Hotels.com, you you noted, uh, uh, said prices rose 3% in 2012. You so know, Rudy, saving you don't have to be a travel expert to find out that travel costs are just going up That's every true. day. I don't care if it's airlines, if it's hotels, if it's rental cars. It's, it's a little bit scary, and so it's never been more important than now to put in a little bit extra effort to find and, out and, how to And often, you know, the, even though airfares are up too, often airfares are the secondary cost, and, and lodging are the first. And you have a couple of websites I want to talk about, one, both of which I had never heard of. One is called Deal Angel. What's with Deal Angel? Well, you know, we, we love Deal Angel. We, this is one that you know, we're always keeping an, at Travel and Leisure. We're always keeping an eye out on all of the news sites out. And with all of the new technology out there, there's always, you know, around the corner, some new way to save a little bit. This is, as I said, Deal Angel, DealAngel.com, one of our new favorite online sites. It's a search tool, a hotel search tool. It doesn't just collect all of the bargains and sort them by price, but you can also compare all of the offered rates with the hotel's average rates. Look, this is the big deal. Rudy, you know this. When you, when you book a hotel, you go on, you see a, right, uh, a rate for a hotel, you say to yourself, yeah, but what was it you know, a week ago? What was it a year ago? Am I getting the best price now? So with Deal Angel, you can get the current price, but you can also compare it to what the historic prices are and then figure out, am I getting a good deal or not? And that's great because you have a city like Las Vegas, which is largely convention-driven, and you can have a $129 hotel room at the Aria, you know, a four-star hotel, one night, and it can go, if it's during the big electronics convention in early in the year, it can be go up to $390 a night. Oh, so, my God. And, and, well, Vegas is the perfect example of, of this scenario where you can, you can look at a price and say, I have no clue. Is this good, right. bad, medium? I don't know. And, the, of course, conventions uh, have a huge, huge impact on the major cities, whether it's Vegas or New York City or L.A., what have you, San Diego with Comic-Con. You know, all of these things have a huge impact. So to be able to say to yourself, I know what the historic average is, I know what a decent price should be, and then you make your decision. Basically what it boils down to is this, Rudy, is I have the information at hand and I have the knowledge where I can make a, 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 a rational decision on whether this is a good deal or not. So well, I, we do like Deal Angel. And I, and I do like the fact that it has this color-coded calendar that helps you figure out the affordable time. Yeah, so you if know, you that, happen to not... It just makes it easy. It, 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 it's, it's not, you know, not the biggest deal, but, you know, you can look at it and if it's, you know, this color, that's not a good deal. If it's that color, it is a good deal. But, you know, it's, it's helpful. And, I and like so, that. Again, why, that's why we like it, too. Give me two minutes on Tingo. Tingo, I I actually met these guys, and I kind of dig this because what it is, again, you you book a hotel and you say to yourself, is this is this the best price? What happens if a week from now the price goes down? I can't go online every six hours and check the price. I can't cancel and rebook. You don't have to do that. 
that's exactly what Tingo does for you automatically. In other words, you go to Tingo.com, T-I-N-G-O. It stands for Travel Bingo is where they came up with that name. Okay. And you, you, you book your hotel just as you would on any other you know, uh, booking engine like you know, Expedia, Orbitz, what have you. And what they will do is this. If they continually check the prices, if the price goes down, they will cancel your previous reservation and rebook you at the lower price. And, you know, the, the average savings is, you know, it's not huge, but it's something like 25 35 bucks per night. Hey, well, that, I'll take that. If you're looking to save some money, the only drawback about Tingo that I have is that you have to prepay. However, you can, you can if, if, it, if it turns out you have to cancel your reservation, you can cancel. But uh, other than that, I mean, I think this is a really, really good, good uh, uh, software program they've developed. Further yeah, evidence the Internet is the traveler's best friend. Yes, Mark? You better believe it, man. Mark Orwell is the international editor at Travel and Leisure. Uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you to come back because we have some other points that, that, that were most interesting I think our listeners ought to know about. Can you stick around and come back the next hour during the deal segment? I'm right here, Rudy. No worries. All right, terrific. When we come back with Mark, we're going to talk a little about whether club floors are worth it and how you can use social media to save uh, some money as well, and also how important timing is and when you book hotel rooms. So we're going to take a break here for about six minutes for your local news and some spots, and we'll be back with uh, more travel talk. And again, as I say, at the end of the next hour during deal segment, Mark's going to rejoin us. So we'll be back. Stick around. Don't touch that dot. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.